0: Hello, welcome to the Image Doctor's Photography Podcast. I'm Jason O'Dell. And I'm Rick Walker. And we are back once again to talk random brain droppings about photography. Things that we came up with. But uh, before we get into today's discussion...
1: Random brain droppings. Yes,
0: it was kind of like George Carlin, I think, had a phrase like that. (laughs) I I really enjoyed his stuff. But anyway... um, when you're listening to this, um, we're actually going to be out of out of the country by the time you hear this. Uh, we are headed down to Cuba. Something we've been had planned in the works for quite a while now. Um, yeah. So we'll be uh, in Havana and around the island of of Cuba. With some other photographers. It's going to be. Well, and yeah. our
1: significant others. It's going to be fun. It nice. Yeah,
0: it's uh, it's kind of like a photo vacation, so to speak. Um, we've never been. We've only heard great things about it. So if you don't hear from us next week, <laughs> it's because we're in jail in Havana. Uh, and we
1: do know that the subject of Cuba is complex. We're not going to ignore that. But no, it's... we're we're focusing on the photographic aspects of this, and and and, and eating. we we'll have a fun Cuban time. Food that too.
0: Think, you know that'll be be really good so we'll be we'll be back in the country um and so we won't be available for a podcast next week because we will still be um returning from our trip so we will be back um on the next episode will be on the 16th of march give or take so that's just fyi in the meantime again we want to shout out to our patron sponsors who signed up over on imagedoctorsphoto.com supporting our show and have access to things like our bonus videos our blogs and other things like that as well as early access and discounts to things like workshops and stuff like that so and just one little it.
1: added motivator um, is when we get back from the cuba trip we will talk a little bit about it on the regular podcast but what we'll do in a bonus video is go through a bunch of images
0: yes so if you want to see those we
1: got talk a little bit more about what the experience was like, what worked, what didn't, what we were surprised by, um, et cetera, all of those things. So it should be fun.
0: Absolutely. And we also sometimes have open Q&A Zoom calls with our sponsors as well. So it's a lot of fun stuff that that you can do by signing up um, at imagedoctorsphoto.com and just click the button for support the show, become become a sponsor. And you can do that. We would appreciate it. Anyway... Um, not a lot of news to talk about, at least nothing that we've seen recently after what we talked about last week's list of product announcements. Um, so we want to get into a, something that kind of I don't know how you want to describe this one, Rick. It kind of well, drives it's, us, it's, something it's a little we've frustrating, but,
1: but we see it and it's it's it, it yeah, disappoints you and us talked about it, um, for several years and it just, um, the resistance to change and new things that we see with some people, not not everyone is like that by any means. Some people jump right on it, uh, on new things and exploring what's out there. But there are a remarkable number of people that just, who are very locked into how they did things in the past. You and know, I mean, like learned, 20 years ago in the past, yeah, almost at some point, yeah. in some cases. Yeah, it's yeah, hard. Easily. Easily, you know, using workflows that are like the ones I used in 2003. And God, I'm glad I'm not doing that anymore. Um, I think the, some people do have a fear of change in general in life and, and photography can include that. But in a lot of cases, it's, it's a bit of a technology phobia or a phobia about something blowing up horribly and, all their important photos getting deleted or destroyed in some ways. And that is just such an unlikely thing, especially these days. Well,
0: I've, I saw that just in general as a hesitance of some people to just embrace computers early on. Mm-hmm, sure. You know, if you and digital if, cameras, right. Well, and which by extension are a computer, right? So, mm-hmm. um, in fact, one of my, uh, People who I interviewed a long time ago, the late Arnold Crane. I mean, he could use any Leica, any film Nikon. You know, you name it, he could use it. But as soon as it got to digital, it was like, oh my gosh, this is intimidating. Now he eventually got, you know, he's put in the time to learn it. Um, but going back all of those years, that was two thousand and uh, I think it was like two thousand and five or six or something like that when when we hung out and I showed him how to do some basic editing with his. T- than D- brand new D2X. I mean, we're talking a long time ago, um, but that that fear—I'm going to break something or I'm going to delete something. It just, like you said, it—if it, you don't take the risk of playing with something to learn about it, you don't know what you might be missing. And the downside, the the perceived risk of fooling around with something, is negligible.
1: And while the two of us do invest some time learning from others and, and could be a short video, so, an article that some, someone has written, one of the things that we both do is actively play with things and see what happens. Right. Just see what happens. What the heck? I've never used dehaze on a photo like this. What if I go in the negative direction? What are the yeah. benefits what to if I move the more routine ones? <laughs> yeah, just yeah. what happens? You can always move it back to zero, not a not a problem. You can always hit the reset button. Yeah,
0: a lot of times. I mean, I've seen some st- I've seen some crazy stuff, um, and you know, one, one thing I saw, and you talked about workflow from 2003. I mean, there was a time I, I I've seen people whose workflow involved manually copying photos from their camera card, whatever, to their folder on their computer and then selecting a subset of these, you know, all these things that are DSC, one, two, three, four, five, right? And Mm -hmm. selecting a subset of those and then bringing those up in something like Bridge or Camera Raw or whatever to, and, and, and hope that at least a couple of those might be good. And it's like, we have these tools now that are browsers and display you know where you can visually pick out and and decide which images are good or bad you know very easily and And this is an extreme example okay but Mm -hmm. but if you're not using like a visual browser to look through your files and decide which ones are your keepers you're you're in a old school department and you're
1: it's probably not very fun no and 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 i think that's an important point and i think people may not realize how embracing a few newer things could make their photography a whole lot more fun and satisfying. You know, one of the things I run onto with people using the old workflows, especially is a situation where, Oh yeah, they went on a trip two months ago. Oh, any good shots from it? Well, I really haven't had time to post-process they they haven't even started. And it's because they know how long it's going to take them with their Mm -hmm old approach
0: or here's a even a variant of that uh-huh i haven't even had a chance to go through my images yet
1: right right
0: you know it's forget the processing piece just right. um you know it's is it you're doing that because you're just intimidated by your work for though i do know some people who like to let things simmer for a while i'm not that kind I of think, person
1: no i, I, think I mean i kind of like doing stuff taking a break and then coming back but by coming back, I mean a day or two later. Mm-hmm. Not two months. Right. But
0: um, although I have come back to some shots from twenty thirteen and I was like, hey, these are pretty good. Let me go back and reprocess yeah. them. But yeah. you know, it's 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 funny when when um, people get stuck on certain things and it's it's and I don't know what necessarily drives it because it, it you know, there's a, a lot of a lot of reasons that people will use to justify it. Well, this is what I have, this is the way I learned, it works for me this, this is, you know, I learned it this way. And therefore, you know, that's just how you do it. And that's a rigid sort of way of thinking. And I think you lose a lot of potential for creativity. Um, another thing out here, of course, you know, and, and it's valid, but it's, I don't want to spend the money on new software. Well, okay. I get that too. I mean, this is, this is true, but um, some of this stuff is really reasonably priced. And if you value photography as something that brings you joy, which we want it to be, couldn't you invest in your software in the same way you would invest in a camera or a lens?
1: And and that's one of the things that puzzles me. I'll hear comments about not wanting to spend money on software, but then that same person will spend thousands of dollars on a new lens that frankly is going to be a bit of a niche lens for them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: whereas you know with some of the really good software tools there are things that you can use on almost every single image and make it distinctly better not looking over processed or whatever but looking natural and better um, And so there's and, a lot of bang for the buck with software yeah. frankly
0: and, and and keep in mind a lot of the software i mean we both tend to gravitate towards the um the lightroom side of things but that's non-destructive, even if you're shooting JPEGs. Not mm-hmm. that we would shoot JPEGs, but you get that added bonus of, of being able to adjust the heck out of an image. And if you don't like it, you come back to it, zap that those settings, and, and start over from scratch or do whatever you want. You're not, you know, 20 years ago, once you went to Photoshop, unless you took some real care in the way you process things, things were pretty baked in. You know, and I mean, and they still are in some ways, but, you know, there's ways around it, but it gets tedious and, and the, the editing tools have gotten so good, um, that if you want to be creative, there's just so many great things that are available, um, in some of these newer products and they're getting added to and incrementally improved all the time. And it's just, I mean, I go back and go, wow, I can do this now with even, 12 megapixel D2X images, speaking of that camera. And mm-hmm. I get some results that I never would have gotten when I was editing them at, the, at that time. Sure. You know, it's just sure. really, really, really good. Um, another thing I will, I will um, see sometimes is that I see people and, and I can understand the appeal using some software that attempts to just automate everything. Because you know you you feel intimidated by the oh my god I'm have to learn sliders I don't want to okay I I you know I get this and I get that it's a process where you learn and it's a lot to it can be overwhelming when you first start out right but to never go beyond that hit the auto you know hit auto adjust and never and 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 realize that you could do so much better and I think and maybe we're just weird but I think a lot of us you and myself are both. We enjoy that aspect of photography as almost as much as we enjoy being out capturing the mm-hmm. photos, because then you make them your own creations by giving that picture, your own creative stamp, whatever that might be, whatever that treatment is, you have a style. Ansel Adams had a style.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It came from the dark room. It did not come, you know, it, It came, you know, a lot from the darkroom and the way he developed his prints. Okay. And, and some of it is photographic style from the camera, but if all you do is take your prints to the, your roll of film to the drugstore and get that back and and are happy with it, I don't know. It's just, to me, it just doesn't have that, that impact.
1: I agree completely.
0: I mean, yeah, I'm preaching it's, it's to, what to the me choir excited here. Excited
1: about digital a long time ago was the ease of doing that compared to, you know, what I had to do in the past for an equivalent thing, which was have my own darkroom. Yeah, and
0: that, and 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 you get the benefits of both both sides. You know, you had film emulsions that were good for portraits. You had some that were better for landscapes and wildlife. But now with digital, you can actually, with a little post-processing, you can get in between. You can have a punchy shot that still has highlight and shadow detail that you wouldn't have gotten from film, for example. And, I mean, I'm just yeah. I think out. it's
1: also important to keep an awareness of what's going on. What are the news things that are showing up? What are the potential benefits? Um. With some things, it's super easy to try them out. Like with the software stuff we were talking about. Every company has trial versions of their plugins sure. or their software that you can download and use for, you know, typically 30 days and just see what you think. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. no expense. You can decide, no, it's not for me. It's it just does a few things that are gimmicky or something like that. And but you also may find it's, it's incredibly useful. To you, and and will speed things up or give you looks that you couldn't have achieved otherwise. So, occasional download of trials is a smart thing, in my opinion.
0: I I find there's a lot of this stuff that goes in that category of you don't realize what you're missing. And and here's the thing: we both enjoy photography because we want to, to. You know, we enjoy it. We enjoy the process. We enjoy the experience. We enjoy meeting people through our photography. Um, being behind your camera should be fun Mm -hmm. and limiting yourself to, you know, giving yourself, um, artificial reasons to resist newer stuff. Um, and I don't mean having to go out and buy the most top end, latest and greatest something or other, right? Mm -hmm. There's, there's things, but I see this a lot and I'll, I'll give another example of, you know, something I've seen, you know, someone will come to a workshop with an a much older camera, maybe even a DSLR. And what do they say? I don't want to upgrade to mirrorless. Then I have to buy all new lenses. Okay. I, you know, financial concerns aside, first of all, there are used things out there. You don't Mm -hmm. have to spend a fortune. Second of all, mirrorless, for example, is what all of the manufacturers are spending their R&D money on. They're not, you know, and, and so, you know, I see people who are,
1: and there uh, are typically adapters that work quite well for those older lenses
0: sure and you can and use a transition use those but like we talked about last week there are some features out there in newer systems across a variety of manufacturers that once you start using them are incredibly liberating and mm-hmm. you know and i realize if you're if you just say well all I do is take pictures of landscapes and and vacation shots do I really need all the fancy sophisticated autofocus stuff need you know but but you know like we talked about good face and eye detection is super useful and you can't get that very well in a DSLR there were rudimentary ways it would try to do it but not like what you can with no, a mirrorless no. um even if you don't don't need you know you don't think you need the subject detection features all of a sudden. You know, I know a lot of people who say, I would really like to shoot birds. You know it's the hardest thing about shooting birds, besides having a big enough lens? It's keeping that stupid autofocus area on the darn bird. Starting with acquisition and then just keeping it on that. My goodness, 90% of the effort that I spent in those bird blinds and stuff when we would do workshops was trying to acquire and maintain focus.
1: Absolutely. I mean, right. And it's not like we were hating life. We enjoyed what we were
0: doing. Oh, it was a challenge.
1: Gosh, it would be so much better, you know, replicating those older experiences now with the newer equipment. Oh my gosh. It would just be amazing.
0: As I told my clients on a recent birding workshop that I did, um, and everybody was using, you know, mirrorless cameras that had the bird detection, this particular go around not by design. That's just how it worked. And I just said, listen, with the right, with with a large enough autofocus area, if you can get the cam, if you can put the bird in the viewfinder, your camera will then find it and stay on it. And what does that do? That liberates you into being able to work with composition and focus on background things and not spend all of your brain duty cycles trying to keep the focus on the bird. You also get more keepers and Aren't you happier with that?
1: One thing that's always been important to me, and, I, and frankly, I hope it always is. I'm going to be disappointed with myself <laughs> if this changes. It's the concept of lifelong learning. Mm-hmm. Learning, for me, wasn't something that I stopped doing when I left school. I try to invest time into learning new things, whether they're photography or other things. could be history, a ton of stuff. I think it's really important to engage your brain and think about things that you didn't think about in the past. And within photography, that can be, could be exploring some new treatment for photos. If you've just done color photography, predominantly invest some mm-hmm. time in black and white, invest some time in alternative color treatments that you know might be film emulations, whatever, play around with it. It's so easy to learn do. new things.
0: What I've been doing lately too is is taking
1: tools. By the way, it's good for your brain too. It is.
0: I I would say that's, that's that is absolutely been proven chilling. out
1: in research.
0: Um, one thing I like doing is I'll learn a technique, I'll learn another technique, and I like to think about techniques as being you know tools in your bag, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but I don't go into them saying, "Well, I'm just going to do." HDR today or something like that right it's like well no I have this but maybe I want to then add I'm going to use this for one purpose but then when I process wait I could maybe make this look vintage I could maybe make this look you know uh, more painterly or whatever or maybe I can combine techniques recently I've been fiddling around with doing you know going back to dusting out some texture overlays well I have a texture overlay but wait let me do that on a monochrome and make this look vintage in in a certain way, or let me do this on uh, an infrared image. You know, don't stovepipe things. C- start mixing and matching and stuff.
1: And and just to circle back to something that we were talking about earlier with workflow and good tools. If you're using the right one, then the effort to create a monochrome version of it or an alternative color treatment and have separate photos to look at can be click click for the monochrome one click click for the alternative color one that's it two clicks
0: and you're good (laughs) to go yeah you're you're right i mean it's true so um i just i guess i can't always understand the resistance that 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 there is to you know either newer tools or or upgraded equipment or whatever and i just think the, m- that the money
1: part i understand I,
0: I do and that's fine i mean that's there's there 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 are people who you know, there are, not everybody can go out and get the latest greatest stuff that's not what this is about but i think there are things out there that people who are enthusiasts who want to do this to bring them joy because they like photography could be missing out on without experiencing it. Yeah. Um, and I agree. And that's just the thing. So, you know, there's a lot of resources out there and, you know, we try to bring, bring up some of these features um, as things that are kind of compelling sometimes and why they work, why we like them. You know, it's not, Oh my God, I need this, but wow. Now that I have this, why am I glad that I do? So I don't know. So don't, don't put your head in the sand is all we're saying.
1: Okay. You know, it's probably a good way to end it. (laughs) All right. So next week we will be
0: off as we mentioned, because we'll be in probably in a jail in Havana, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's all good. Um, We will have some exciting stuff to talk about when we do return the week of um, March 16th. And uh, remember, if you are one of our sponsors, you'll be able to watch our bonus video where we will share photos from that trip hopefully (laughs) and and then uh we'll see you next time so until then happy shooting
1: all right bye-bye